0: Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat.
1: Given a piece of his
0: mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World.
1: Welcome to my insane and stupid world again this week. Oh my goodness, there's just so many things going on. I am just losing track. (laughs) I'm telling you. But, uh, yeah, we've got something new for the podcast uh, this particular episode. I've um, you know i had so many um, stories from Florida. I decided to bring in an authority, which is my insane Florida nephew, who will be joining us a little bit later on. He's a first-time father. I'm going to be celebrating Father's Day for the first time because uh, he's just had a little baby boy born uh, earlier in the spring in the middle of a coronavirus pandemic. So we're going to have him come on and uh, a little later on in the podcast talking about um, just fatherhood in general. Maybe talk about some Father's Day gifts we can maybe get him for his first Father's Day. I I don't know. But at any rate, um, yeah, people are are um, coming out of their lockdown, you know, being cooped up together with family members for two and three months. And, well, they're just a little pent up, I guess. But nothing like a woman who gets a spectacular passive-aggressive revenge on somebody who honked at them at a drive-thru. I think we've all been there. You know, you're just pulling up to the drive-thru and, you know, you have to look at the menu and decide what you want and place your order. And then there's somebody behind you who already knows what they want. And, well, you're just taking too long and they're in a hurry and they lay on the horn well you get to the twist in this story it's a woman in Canberra Australia she shared a story on Facebook about an incident that she had when she went to her McDonald's drive-through um, and the, you know the, the line was long as most of them are nowadays and the woman was finally able to place her order and quote a young lady behind her well, started laying on the horn The woman says, quote, you know, I thought to myself, take the high road. So whenever I got to uh, pay for my food at the first window, I paid for both orders. So when the woman who honked got to the drive through window and found out that her order was already paid for, quote, she leaned out of the window, waved and mouthed a thank you. Obviously embarrassed that I had repaid her rudeness with kindness. Oh, but wait, there's more. Quote, so when I got to the second window, I showed both receipts and I took her food too. Now she's got to go back to the end of the line and start all over again. (sighs) Now that is passive-aggressive revenge. Why didn't I think of that? See, oh man, man. Well, then there's a man who lets his 12-year-old drive his jeep at 85 miles an hour again this guy is from florida and he's facing felony charges after police said he let a 12 year old girl drive his suv and told her to speed because he wanted to be a cool father Hmm. guess he's expecting something nice for a father's day gift huh? oh by the way he's not even her dad Uh, 41-year-old Sean Michelson is the guy's name. He's telling the arresting officer he's friends with the girl's mom, and the girl and her were staying with him for a few days. He said the girl had asked earlier in the day if she could drive his Jeep, so he thought it would be cool that he was trying to be a cool father, according to the police report. Michelson also told the officers that he had been drinking. Well, that probably adds to it, to the clear thinking, I guess. Jupiter, Florida police officer Craig Yocum said in his arrest report he spotted the Jeep making this illegal U-turn and then sped away early Monday morning in the week. He followed, and the Jeep ended up reaching speeds of like 85 miles an hour in a 45 zone before he was able to pull it over. He said that when he asked the 12-year-old why she was driving so fast, she said "Michaelson told her to. So now Michelson is also charged with child neglect, allowing an unauthorized person to drive and causing a minor to become a delinquent for buying the girls' vape pens. Oh, well, okay. So let me think here. Let me, let me, let me, let me re- recount this little story here. A Florida man is facing felony charges. Hmm, that's something you never hear. Sean was also charged with two counts of perpetuating stereotypes about guys from Florida. Oh, then police have seized Elon Musk's flamethrower during another traffic stop. Elon Musk released special edition flamethrowers through his boring company back in 2018. Now, one has been seized by Massachusetts police. Springfield, Massachusetts police said they found the weapon during a traffic stop early Sunday morning. They say that the car was pulled over after they saw this passenger standing up and recording video through the sunroof, then noticed the vehicle didn't have an up-to-date inspection sticker. They also saw what appeared to be a firearm under the front passenger seat, but upon closer inspections saw that it was a flamethrower that the driver said belonged to him. They said that also they there were three canisters of fuel and uh, charged the owner with carrying a dangerous weapon with an active warrant and, quote, possession of an internal infernal machine. I, I, what kind of police state are we living in when you can't drive around with a flamethrower, huh? Come on. <laughs> Sounds like the driver may have uh, seen once upon a time in Hollywood a few too many times. Then there's this teenager right here in Pennsylvania. He just set a Guinness World Record for the biggest mouth. Gee, I guess I'm out of the running now. This kid's definitely going to have quite a story to tell at all of his parties he goes to when he becomes a senior. He's 16-year-old Philip Angus. He lives in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. He just set this Guinness World Record for the biggest open mouth measuring 3.75 inches top to bottom when he unhinges it all the way. Uh, he beat the previous record by a full quarter of an inch. And he's happy to have the record. He says, quote, I have never really been the best at anything, really, but now I'm the best at this. And it feels great knowing that I have this and no one else can have it until they beat me. Look, take it where you can, folks, you know, really. He's got a very good self-concept. And I like this story. A guy who accidentally shoots himself in the junk is sentenced to do hard time. Now, this 35-year-old guy, his name is Marcus Davis. He lives in Portland, Oregon. He went to the hospital earlier in the year with this gunshot wound to his junk. Uh-huh. And he tells the cops a homeless man had shot him at a bus stop. A likely story. Well, the cops checked out the area, couldn't find any evidence of a shooting. Then there was this matter of how the bullet traveled through Marcus. You see, apparently it, well, went through the top of his manhood. Now get this mental picture here. Then it went through his right testicle, into his upper thigh, and then out of the other side of his thigh. In other words, the bullet hadn't gone into Marcus straight on. The angle showed it went into his junk from above. So when the cops found the gun in Marcus's girlfriend's car, they kind of figured out what had happened. He accidentally shot himself in the junk. Marcus was not allowed to have a gun because of a prior felony conviction, so he got himself sentenced to five years and nine months in prison. (sighs) Well, you know. I guess there's things worse than shooting yourself in the foot. And I don't know, my kid grew up being a big fan of SpongeBob SquarePants. And, you know, he's got his uh, reasons for being affectionately uh, loved by kids and, well, some adults everywhere. But did Nickelodeon now just come out and out SpongeBob? Did they just confirm Mr. SquarePants is gay? It's kind of hard to believe now, but there was a time when we'd regularly discuss meaningless things online, like this subject right here. Well, Spongebob was trending recently for that reason, once again, when Nickelodeon included him in a tweet celebrating gay pride. The caption said, quote, Celebrating pride with the LGBTQ community and their allies this month and every month. Spongebob was featured alongside Korra from Avatar, the legend of Korra, and Michael D. Cohen. A.K.A. Schwaz from Henry Danger, who are both known members of the LGBTQIA plus community. Now Nickelodeon didn't really elaborate, so you know it's just possible that SpongeBob was just included as an ally. But all of the allies, of all the ones they could have picked, it would have been odd for them to select SpongeBob, whose sexuality has been debated since day one. Now, by the way, the late Stephen Hillenburg, the creator of SpongeBob SquarePants, has always said, quote, we never intended SpongeBob and Patrick Starfish to be gay. I consider them to be almost asexual. But still, then again, when you consider whether or not the debate on SpongeBob is gay or not really should not be that surprising, you know what I mean?
0: This station presents... No! Really? Wow! Nickelodeon made a post that implies Spongebob SquarePants could be gay. No. The Sponge Who Lives in a Pineapple was included with their other LGBTQ characters. Really? And now the hashtag Spongebob is gay has been trending on Twitter. Wow! It seems there is no more mystery that Spongebob and Patrick are about as heterosexual as Bert and Ernie. This has been No. Really? Wow!
1: You know, you've seen these videos where guys want to show their manhood and grab the neck of their T-shirt and just rip it right down the middle, right? You know, a a lot of friends, for some reason, like to post videos of stuff like this, okay, to, I guess, show their masculinity, you know. But here's a man who is tearing T-shirts on America's Got Talent, for a Guinness World Record. This man, you may have seen it, he has uh, more than 150 Guinness World Record titles, took his efforts to America's Got Talent. He broke another record for tearing t-shirts. His name is David Rush. He faced off with the host Terry Cruz to break the record for the most t-shirts worn and torn in a minute. Now, Rush and Cruz both donned 30 t-shirts that met the Guinness specifications and they spent one minute working to rip the shirts down their front. Now, Rush finished ripping all of his shirts in 55 seconds, but one was disqualified because the rules do not allow for more than one shirt to be ripped at one time, you see. I didn't realize that they had such strict rules about ripping T-shirts, but the new record was set at 29 shirts. Now, Cruz finished with a time of 65 seconds, but several of his shirts were disqualified for ripping two or more at a time. Rush's attempt only carried favor with two of the four AGT judges, blocking him from advancing to the next round. I don't know, is it just me, but does this fall under the general description of talent? Maybe in today's society it does, because our talent pool is getting thinner and thinner. I mean, I like to wear cut-up t-shirts, And I think I have more talent in the creative way that I use the scissors on my T-shirts than this stupid talent stunt. And, you know, we're still kind of uh, coming off of these Zoom meetings. You know, we're still hopefully not having to do as many of them. But now we've got New York City health officials are advising kinky Zoom parties and masks during sex, during this whole COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, the health officials issued this updated guidance on how to practice safe sex during the pandemic, suggesting New Yorkers kiss boring bedroom behavior goodbye. The health department advisory actually recommends to, quote, make it a little kinky. Be creative with sexual positions and physical barriers like walls that allow sexual contact while preventing close face to face contact before getting frisky Everyone should be slipping on a different kind of protection. A face mask. Hmm. During COVID-19, wearing a face covering that covers your nose and mouth is a good way to add a layer of protection (laughs) during sex. That's not the protection I'm thinking about, but this is what the agency says. And they announced free home delivery of condoms, lube, and HIV self-test kits. Maybe it's your thing. Maybe it's not. For those who find social distancing a turnoff, officials advise choosing large, open, and well-ventilated spaces for group sex. Remember, the government is suggesting this. They also suggest bringing some alcohol-based hand sanitizer for good measure. Just don't mix the lube up with the Purex. That's not going to go well. The newest advisory is an expanded version of one that was released back in March, which warned against kissing and in-person dates, video dates, sexting, subscription-based fan platforms, sexy zoom parties, or chat rooms may be options for you. According to the official (laughs) New York city guide. And where's Anthony Wiener? Shouldn't they make him the spokesperson? I, I don't know. I Seems like he was doing it well ahead of time, you know. <sighs> well, in any case, you know how long it's been since I've been into a waffle house? There's a guy that broke into a waffle house, fixed himself multiple snacks. This happened in South Carolina where police are seeking the public's help, trying to identify this guy who broke into the Morells Inlet Waffle House, prepared himself three snacks and then left with a package of disposable gloves. The incident happened... And the whole thing was caught on a surveillance video. Local residents are asked to call the Georgetown County Sheriff's Office with any information that they can possibly find. My my question is, don't most people try to break out of a Waffle House? I mean, hey, let's not sell this guy short. I mean, he did fix three snacks and gave himself one heck of a tip. And then the big topic that even the the late-night talk show folks are talking about NASCAR banning those Confederate flags. Will country music be the next? I mean, it happened back June the 10th when NASCAR made the decision they're banning Confederate flags from all of the Stock Car League's races and properties, effective immediately in light of the recent protests over in the conversations about racial inequality following the killings of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmed Aubrey, and other black men and women. Now, obviously. Within minutes of NASCAR's announcement, social media users, including a number of media members, begin asking the same question. So is country music next going to be banning the Confederate flag? I mean, while well, some who display the Confederate flag say they do so as a symbol of pride in their heritage, like me, not a show of prejudice or hate, like me, The flag was never actually the official flag of the Confederate States of America. It was a battle flag of General Robert E. Lee's army of Northern Virginia. To keep allowing the Confederate flag to be associated with country music alienates fans and likely artists of color. So are we going to see a purging of the Confederate flag from country concerts? Will the Southern drawl next suddenly be labeled as racist too? I can't believe if I start talking like this, folks is going to call me a racist because I talk like I'm from the South. Of course, all of this has led to the creation, I think, of a new job opportunity with NASCAR. I think possibly some Northern Yankees might want to apply if you would like to be one of those Signed up to be the new NASCAR Confederate flag monitor.
0: This is Help Wanted finding the perfect match for unique job opportunities. Here is today's Help Wanted ad. Hey race fans, have you dreamed of working for NASCAR? Now's your chance. NASCAR has immediate openings for Confederate flag ban compliance monitors. Duties include patrolling racetrack grandstands, parking areas and campgrounds and demanding that patrons put down their beers and immediately remove any Confederate flags. Applicants must have strong communication skills and a death wish. You've got what it takes to take away someone's beloved symbol. Become a NASCAR Confederate flag ban compliance monitor. This position pays eleven dollars per hour, if you last that long. This has been help wanted, a public service of this station.
1: First we got the Dukes of Hazard, now this. I, I look, I I grew up in the South. I had a neighbor that had a Confederate flag on a flagpole flying in their backyard. I have never I grew up in a town, I've said this before, that was all white. We didn't have a African American and or black student graduate from my high school until the early twenty first century. You know, so I I've never identified that as a as a racist symbol. It's always just to me signified the South. But I guess, you know, it's however one perceives it i just don't live my life according to your perception so i'm sorry but can you perceive taking a selfie with a bear now we have bears here in pennsylvania and some of them get into our garbage cans and whatever but in new jersey it's a little different the winslow township police department there in new jersey went to their Facebook page to alert their residences of a couple of bear sightings, and then they warned them against attempting to take a photo with the animals. Now, this is what they wrote literally in part. It says, quote, Please do not, I repeat, capital letters, do not attempt to take selfies with the bear, along with other safety recommendations, of course. They had to make this notice to people from New Jersey? Well, I guess so. They note that people should never feed or approach bears and that families with homes in the areas where black bears have been found in the past should have a bear plan. Maybe take care of those bear necessities. That includes an escape route and planned use of whistles and air horns. <laughs> Maybe a picnic basket. Uh, I don't know. Usually the only thing you have to worry about in New Jersey are fast moving Camaros. Kind of embarrassing, though. One of those bears. Bears. Turned out to be a really hairy guy named Vic. Oops. (laughs) Oh, and speaking of bears and other beasts, there's been two new people that have now been indicted under a new law in Kentucky making bestiality illegal. Believe it or not, bestiality is not legal in all 50 states, but flying the Confederate flag is going to soon be Four states where it is not illegal would be Hawaii, really, New Mexico, Wyoming, and West Virginia, which makes more sense to me. But that used to include Kentucky, but they finally got around to making bestiality illegal last year. So congrats to these two deviant trailblazers who are now the very first people to feel the wrath of the law in Kentucky. He is 50-year-old Christopher Jones and a woman 44-year-old, Nolene Horn. They were just indicted under that new law for sexual crimes against an animal. Happened last year. Something happened when the two of them and a dog in Maysville, Kentucky. Now, it's not really clear who did what with the canine, but we do know that after an investigation, they got both of them arrested. Now they're facing felony charges. No word yet on whether the dog has been either injured or pleasured in the process. Dum, 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 dum. A lot of folks have been watching the Nickelodeon TV show Paw Patrol, right? Now, remember, Nickelodeon have, has uh, put SpongeBob's sexuality in question, and I guess they're also putting Paw Patrol in, in question also um, because of the whole I don't know aggression against the police brutality so is Paul Patrol going to get the axe no I don't think it's going anywhere however can't say the same about Splash Mountain now, I've ridden Splash Mountain at Disney World it's a nice ride not one of my favorites but it's nice but everybody now is re-examining everything from TV shows to um, flags to um, pancake syrup and minute rice as to whether or not we need to take racial disparity out of the branding. Okay? Uh, It's all about either race or about police or about you name it. Okay? Well, we've had cops and we've had live PD. They've been yanked because of the whole feelings about Police brutality. So now Nickelodeon has Paw Patrol possibly on the cutting floor. The show's Twitter recently went dark for several days in order to, quote, give access for black voices to be heard. Well, that led to an online protest against Paw Patrol. The New York Times even mentioned it in an editorial. Even Fox News was talking about that it was possibly going to happen. Now, look, just to be clear, the campaign to cancel Paw Patrol, it's a joke. A J-O-K-E joke. Even the New York Times admitted it, but there's people out there taking it seriously, including Senator Ted Cruz and even Eric Trump, who were both more than a little upset by the idea of a world without Paw Patrol. But now let me get you up to speed on this insanity, this stupid controversy, that there is no legitimate effort to cancel Paw Patrol. Well, not yet. Hmm? However, something could very well get the hook would be at Disney World and Disneyland. That's Splash Mountain. <clears throat> the ride has been a staple at both Disney parks since 1989. But here's the problem. It's all based on, on Song of the South. Now that's a 1946 movie, which actually was a, a kind of a trendsetter because it blended the watercolor animation of Disney in with live action. It was one of the first live-action animation live-action movies. But it was put out in 1946. I saw it as a child and loved it in the theaters. But it, it the film has become so racially troubling. Disney refuses to release it in any form. They didn't even release it on Disney+. Plus. They put every Disney movie out there except Song of the South. On fears, they might get sued by the NAACP. They did tell Disney, if you released it, we will take you to court. It features the song Zippity-Doo-Dah, Zippity-A, My Oh My, What a Wonderful Day. That song is played on Splash Mountain, if you remember going through it. Okay, it's played on the ride. They got characters on Splash Mountain of Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Fox. Okay, that's characters from the movie. The movie is based on stories of Uncle Remus. These are literary classics. Uncle Remus was a slave, and he was basically kind of the father figure of some of the slaves, and would tell stories. It's rich in African-American history during the darkest time of our country's history. It showed the tenacity and the, the, uh, the strength of the spirit, of the human spirit to survive in rather terrible social conditions. It's a celebration of the mental and spiritual strength of the human being. That's what it's all about. I've got the books of Uncle Remus stories of the tar baby, and all these look it up you can probably maybe you can still buy the books until they have i don't know if they've been banned yet or not but now there's several online petitions to retheme splash mountain one of them is calling for it to be based on the princess and the frog the very first disney film with a black princess of course there seems to be just as many petitions demanding that splash mountain be just kept the way it is now if you've if you're a little curious about the whole song of the south flap You can watch it for free, the entire movie, online. You just go to the Internet Archive. Look it up, archive.org. You can even do a Google search with the term Internet Archive and then Song of the South, and it'll take you right to it. Uh, And you might also want to Google Uncle Remus, R-E-M-U-S, to understand the whole background. And then there's a guy that pleads guilty who broke into his grandma's house to steal hot dogs, a twenty-five worth of hot dogs. It's a huge crime doesn't pay moment here. Happened at around 4.30 in the morning when a 22-year-old guy named Daniel Allen, well, first off, he was high as a kite, he breaks into his grandma's house in Manchester, England. His grandma woke up, her cats woke her up, meowing at Daniel. So she comes downstairs and finds him eating all of her hot dogs. Well they got into quote an unpleasant confrontation. And she calls the cops at four thirty in the morning over hot dogs. Daniel gets himself arrested for burglary and theft and for stealing a buck twenty five worth of hot dogs. He pled guilt in court or pled guilty in court and he got sentenced. Yeah. He'll have his sentencing later in the year. Of course, on the bright side, he did respect his grandma's rules enough to take his shoes off after he broke in. (laughs) Some people just have no respect for the elderly, you know? But we try to respect our parents. But there are some things that I, well, don't want to hear from my parents. I don't think you want to hear from your parents. And I don't think my kids want to hear this from, uh, from their parents. Parents sometimes rarely hold back when they share what's on their mind with their kids, especially when the kids get older, which isn't always a good thing. Here are some top things you don't want to hear from your parents. And my insane nephew from Florida may want to take this into consideration. Here's some what you don't want to hear from your parents. Like, well, I better get back to work. This cocaine isn't going to sell itself. Here's what I really think about NASCAR's Confederate flag ban. I've actually said that. Oh, here's one. Those pills that mom got me are really working. Got morning wood. Tried selling you whenever you were three, but unfortunately we didn't get any takers. Believe it or not, that's been told to me. Another thing you don't want to hear from your parents. Your mom and I thought you already knew that we're cousins. Of course, that's only for people in West Virginia. One, Here's one. Sorry, son. You can't move into our basement. There's no room with my meth lab down there, you know? Or I feel so liberated when I'm wearing your mom's underwear. Hmm. Some other things you don't want to hear from your parents. Family meeting in the soaker tub. Or would you be a deer and fetch your father and I the lube? (laughs) It's in the medicine cabinet. Hey, kids. Uh, We'll be back late. We're going out for dinner and an orgy. Or this one. I, I don't know why you only have seven toes. Maybe you should ask your mother slash aunt. Again, that is mainly for people in West Virginia. Or how about this? Let's watch this old home video of your conception. No 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 no. No 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 mom no. And then another one that I like. Uh sorry kids if I seem a little grumpy. I'm just a little upset about NASCAR banning the Confederate flag. Oh dead. And, of course, the one thing, definitely, especially at your family reunion, you don't want to hear from your parents. So let's talk politics. Please! No! Yeah. Some of those uh, conversations come out spontaneously, you know what I'm saying? By the way, if you act spontaneous, you just might have the key to happiness. You know, the average American makes some, what, 6,709 spontaneous decisions every year. I don't know who kept count. This is according to research. So somebody got paid good money to count those spontaneous decisions. But this new survey they took with about 2,000 American respondents, it found that when you include decisions like getting coffee, trying a new lunch place, taking a nap, things like that, the average American will act spontaneously about 18 times a day. And is acting spontaneously the key to happiness? Well, It may very well be, according to this survey. Now, my wife is a planner. She likes to plan everything out, and she likes to plan my life out, too, as well as anybody else's. When things don't go to her plans, she gets really uptight. Needless to say, she stays uptight an awful lot. (laughs) Now, there's pluses to being planning. It's good, because I already know where I'm going to be, you know, nine months from now. But still, the study found, though, that the folks that considered them sp- themselves a spontaneous person were 40% more likely to consider themselves happy. And not only that, they were also 38% more likely to feel content and satisfied with their life. And interestingly enough, most Americans do consider themselves quite spontaneous. And my wife says she's spontaneous, but not as spontaneous as I am, I guess. She's even told me that, that I roll with things easier than she does. One in six, though, didn't think of themselves as very spontaneous. But including these respondents, 72%, almost three quarters say, they feel happier after they act spontaneously in some way. There have been times I have been sitting perfectly relaxed watching television and I see a commercial and I immediately get up and get in the car and drive to the store and buy it. Just spontaneous. I can't tell you the spontaneous joy that comes when I do that. Now, beyond happiness, 59% of the folks that were in the survey said they've made a giant spontaneous decision in their past. Some of these decisions included booking a last-minute flight to Europe. Well, I've never done anything quite like that. Suddenly switching careers. Now, there's been a few times I've considered that. Adopting a red-tagged dog or moving to a brand-new country or even ending a marriage. Of course, that probably happened a lot over the previous lockdown. But over half of those surveyed said that they had gone on a spontaneous trip in the past five years, with nearly all of them saying they felt happier as a result. Well, this wasn't much of a spontaneous decision, but HBO Go is now HBO gone. And HBO Now is just HBO now. Warner Media got this good uh, deal of ribbing because they named their new streaming service HBO Max, not only because the platform featured much more than HBO content, but also because two other streaming services with HBO in the name already exists. Now, I've explained the difference between HBOs. There's the Go, the Now, the Max, you know, but essentially it just boils down to this. HBO Go comes included with a HBO TV subscriptions, and HBO Now is a standalone streaming platform you can subscribe to without cable. But both are offering HBO-only content, including movies currently licensed to that channel. But none of that really matters anymore, you know? For WarnerMedia, they are trying to clear things up with the confusion that they themselves created by sunsetting HBO Go and rebranding HBO Now as just simply HBO which, by the way, stands for home box office. In case you didn't know that, but eight, the HBO Gap, uh, the HBO Go app, will eventually be removed from the platforms later this summer. In other words, HBO Go is HBO Gone, and HBO Now is just HBO Now. Are you confused? Well, I don't blame you. Let me, Let me just give you a few FAQs to help you out. Okay, some FAQs about HBO Max and HBO Go and HBO Now. For instance. Is there one that doesn't show ballers? Do I get those with my Amazon Prime subscription? Can't I just have my grandkids figure it out? Yeah, I like that one. Another FAQ. Which one has the version of Game of Thrones with the proper ending? Or is there something out there called HBO WTF? Yeah, I'd like to get that one. Or how about this FAQ? Do any of these come with my purchase of a television? Or is there some surefire way to avoid the movie Cats? (laughs) <laughs> uh, what do I do with my rabbit ears? <laughs> yeah, well, you have to be over 40 to get that joke. Can I go back to paying $15 just to see a movie in a theater? <laughs> Another FAQ about HBO Max and Go and Now. Would it be okay if I just stole my neighbor's cable? Or I like this one. Why the heck isn't there anything good on? Yeah, that's a good one. Well, yeah. well, there is... Uh, Problem in Yukon, Pennsylvania, there's a mystery pig on the loose. The residents have reported seeing this large black porker wandering around, rooting through gardens. But nobody knows where the animal came from. One resident was able to get some pictures of the pig. They spotted it. and Neighbors reported it making some appearances in the days that followed. But some think the animal might be somebody's pet because it's really friendly. A lot of residents are able to scare that big pig away by showing him a big plate of pork chops. <laughs> well, forget the pig. I just think it's kind of cool that there's actually a place here in Pennsylvania called Yukon. <laughs> hey, stick around. Um, I got to make a quick contact with my um, insane nephew. My insane Florida nephew is going to be up here and we're going to talk about Being a dad. I'm open to talking about anything, but love talking about surviving and the stupidity that is always around us. And if you're insane enough to ask, I'm always insane enough to reply. I'd love to hear from you either by leaving a voice message or a written message. And you can do that at podcast.insaneericlane.com. Leave any comment that you have from a podcast or a question you might have, and I'll be happy to address either one. Your question or comment might even just be played and or talked about in a future podcast. And if you or someone you know would actually like to join in on a podcast, you're more than welcome to participate. And if you have that Anchor app on your phone, you can do just that. It's as simple as a phone call. Download the app at your favorite app store and add our podcast, my podcast, to your favorites. You can also email me with comments and questions, requests at shoutout at InsaneEricLane.com. That's Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E.com. Of course, you should certainly subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you listen to it on Apple, Breaker, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio, Public, or Spotify. And of course, don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Lane. That's Insane, erik L A N E. It's the insane nephew from Florida. How you doing?
2: Uh, doing good. The the Florida correspondent uh, broadcasting <laughs> live from the
1: <laughs> your headquarters uh, in Jacksonville,
2: right? <laughs> it's uh, it's the. the Paradise of the world, I'm told. Or or it's the (laughs) Cleveland of the South.
1: It's now going to be the new uh, Republican National Convention headquarters.
2: I I saw that just earlier this uh, past week.
1: Yeah, you know. So maybe they'll wear their Confederate flag shirts when they come down.
2: Maybe finally people will start to, to like Jacksonville.
1: <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope. Well, uh, now you're not exactly you're not exactly the Florida man. As you know, what what you've heard the term Florida man. What what is a Florida man? Uh,
2: well, I would say one who's actually born in Florida, which is oh, right. you're a transplant probably it's 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 the lesser of the population those that are actually natives
1: right right so see that's the thing see since you were not born in florida you can't can call yourself a florida man but yet you've seen a few stupid stunts people have pulled right
2: it's impossible not to it's a (laughs) pass.
1: that's right well you're celebrating your first father's day you have a brand new father and how old is your little boy now
2: he is uh, two and a half months. He turned two oh, months wow. June 6th.
1: Not even, not even past his first trimester.
2: <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: So, well, how has your life changed in the two and a half months that you saw that little human pop out of your
2: wife? Surprisingly, not as much as I would have thought.
1: <laughs> really? Were you there when it, when it happened or did, did you get queasy to go get an air sick bag?
2: I was actually I was completely there the whole time. Uh, we showed up on a it, it seemed like Silent Hill when we showed up at 11:30 uh-huh. p.m. at night on the Sunday. Uh, and gosh, man, I, I mean, there's no one in the hospital. Everyone was Corona. Oh wow. Now, granted, I don't even know how many people that were there with Corona. There there was zero. Wow. in that waiting room. Uh, two people outside. <laughs> You know, you really to take our temp, and that was really about it.
1: Included COVID in the name. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I don't think I could have even swung that one with my wife. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, now you you're gonna you're you're gonna be uh you're you're less than twelve months away from hitting the big 3-0. Okay. So there's a recent poll that's come out that says that you start becoming your father at around the age of 37. Now I I think this is interesting. Not only this, now what I, from the research I've seen, 68% of these folks that surveyed said they feel more like their father with every passing year. 37% said they take grilling very seriously because of their dad. And one in three say that they get their handy skills from them. And 22% actually mute commercials on TV because of their father. And one in four actually grunt when they get off the couch. And another one in four say they fall asleep on the couch with the game on, just like that. So you look at coming to some of these stats. Where do you see your yourself? I'm going to go over some of the top traits, and I'm going to see where you see yourself. Okay, so let's take the first one: taking grilling very seriously. How do you? Wh- where do you see yourself there?
2: I wish I had a grill. <laughs> take seriously?
1: We need to get you a grill for Father's sake.
2: <laughs> Oh, yeah. They, uh, the only grills I'm used to seeing in Florida are the ones that people wear on their teeth.
1: True. That's true. Right. right. OK, well, then let's try the next one. Repairing things instead of buying them new.
2: Yes, uh, uh, I definitely take after that. Uh, that OK, is mostly that's that's just uh, finances. Well, I think every dad one, is thinking about that. that is not what I
1: got from my dad. My dad would and I'm the same way. If I repair something. I make it worse. We've got to call the repairman to, to fix my problem.
2: That's because your so, dad was an accountant.
1: That's right. Exactly. My dad was an
2: accountant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I mean, so here's another one. Uh, you, uh, the, the 28% say they, they really get into corny jokes. Where, where do I've you see that? I've been there my whole life. Yeah, that's kind of what, that's what I thought. You, well, your dad is is notorious for corny jokes, isn't he? I
2: am born and raised. <laughs>
1: Okay, and uh, now this may not come to you quite yet, but uh, where would you see yourself in this? Uh, The fourth most common thing is tell the kids to go ask their mother.
2: I've already made a plan uh, for a epic sandwich hunt with a (laughs) a best friend of mine who is becoming a father. Uh, He just found out a couple months ago, and so we've got a journey to spend a few years searching for a sandwich. Followed by another 15 years of asking your mother. So I've got plans already <laughs> under the, the, the radar for that. Uh,
1: I, normally, I don't say go ask your mother. I just say to our kids, well, make sure your mother is on board with it.
2: <laughs> because and they probably not, already know that's why they asked you.
1: Well, right. See, because if mom is not on board with it, then the whole plan sinks right there. You know. So what about falling asleep on the couch with the game on?
2: Different game, but yes. Okay. Football? Florida Gators or,
1: uh, or the Jacksonville Jaguars?
2: Something non-sports related. I, I just I uh, I can get into sports, but I, socially only. Oh, okay. But well, I'm not much. Of college, a... Yes.
1: Well, I'm not much of a sports guy, and I don't fall asleep during the Arkansas State football game. Never. I never <laughs> do that. Okay. Now I might fall asleep during the Penn State game, but that's different. Okay. What about? <laughs> Now, now, technically, by the time you hit 27, you start the aging process. So maybe this applies to you. Do you find yourself grunting when you get up off the couch?
2: (laughs) Well, the 27 was right about the time where I started getting some of my first arthritis in my knees. Uh, (laughs) But I'm I'm at the point where I'm not grunting anymore again. I've got things pretty under control.
1: Well, that's good. That's good. Do you mute the? I
2: hit the ground running on that one.
1: Good, good. Do, do you mute the commercials?
2: Uh, you know, because my dad's also in radio, I only mute the commercials if there's a conversation going. Ah, uh, okay. I'll, I'll leave it going. I said, oh, you know what? They People need to stay in business. Yeah. Uh, yep. I, I understand the need for commercials for right. other people.
1: Well, see, I, I don't usually mute the, mute the commercials. If I'm watching live TV, I'll get up and go get a snack.
2: <laughs> see, that's the way to do it.
1: Yeah, exactly but, what I do. Well, most of the stuff I watch on TV, it, it, I record it, so I just fast-forward through the commercial. Yeah.
2: And that's what my dad does. He's yeah. the king no. of no. fast-forwarding.
1: Well, now, you just purchased your house. You got a nice little home that you've got your nest of all feathers. Do you Have you gotten into your, the love
2: of mowing the lawn? <laughs> oh, gosh. There's a lot to love here, I guess, if you could put it that way. Um, it's not bad, actually. It, it, when you look at the yard afterwards, I can say, you know, I do feel good with that. So yeah. it's, See, some guys, it's a sometimes with of love, but, it, but there's definitely a fun well, I guess. I
1: say when that kid gets old enough to follow you around everywhere, sometimes mowing the lawn, either that or going to the bathroom are the only two times you can have some solitude.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, you know, oh, put on yeah. that headphones and listen to a podcast while you mow the lawn.
2: That's actually what I do already. So there you
1: go. See, there you go. Now, uh, what about this? Uh, I've, you, you probably haven't had this problem quite yet, but do you like it when people touch the thermostat?
2: <laughs> that, that is, actually, that is uh, goes back to our earlier conversation about repairing <laughs> things. Uh, but yes, I, I usually control the thermostat around here. Yes, um, yes. Well, our Florida blood—we we keep it pretty. Um, most people would consider it probably scorching in our house. Oh, uh, you no, consider it comfortable.
1: Well, my wife, she keeps our thermostat set on morgue.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I freeze when I come over to your place.
1: (laughs) Yeah, in the middle of – You
2: say it's a Florida thing. I said, no, this isn't a Florida thing. This is a – your wife is crazy thing.
1: Yeah, right. I'm telling you. I mean, she keeps it – cold. I mean, there there, there was at one point early whenever I was married that uh, this is in the winter. My mother would flip if she thought that my – that we were keeping the windows cracked in the winter to let fresh air in. But this is what my wife does. And so I'm going to bed. I can see my breath in the bedroom. And she thinks it's comfortable. You know. But,
2: it, it, for us it's windows or doors opened up in the summertime. Right. Is it is a no, no, no.
1: Well, I remember the best scuffle between my parents was and you might I might have even told you this story. Uh, but but uh, my, my dad was watching T V. And my mom was in the bedroom reading the newspaper, and my dad was like burning up hot. So he gets up, leaves the room, goes to the thermostat, cuts down the air conditioner. 10 or 15 minutes later, my mom comes down out of the bedroom. It's now so cold. She's got two housecoats on, and she has to go back and adjust the thermostat back Uh the other way. <laughs> and he so they a
2: large woman either, so uh,
1: yeah, and and they get into this big spat over setting the thermostat. You know, that's I'm thinking that's going to be me in a few years. It really is. <laughs> and so, finally, uh, do, do you finish everybody else's plate at a restaurant?
2: I do that. I okay. because my wife is notorious for leaving just a couple pieces of food always, even when it's delicious. There's always just a little bit left behind. Yeah, and it's not enough to save for leftovers. So
1: right. So you, you make the comment, are uh, you going to finish that?
2: <laughs> I Sometimes I do, especially when the food looks good. Yes, yes, indeed.
1: So uh, what do you got planned for your very first Father's Day?
2: Oh, honestly, no plans right now. Um, well, no
1: plans? It's your first Father's Day and you have no plans?
2: I well, I did see some kind of a, a news article, someone suggesting that the Mayan calendar was wrong, something between.
1: That's right. To
2: Julius to the Gregorian calendar, and that the real it's the end of the, the world. 2012 is really June 21st 2020, yep. and that's the that's the Mayan end of the world
1: thing. It's so, the it, end it, of it's, the world as we know it. The famous R.E.M.
2: plans. It's going to be to just eat all the the cake and sugar and everything. Spend all the money. Who cares? think of it like this you know the end of the
1: world is coming on father's day finally dads are going to get the peace and quiet they been asking for <laughs> you know what i'm saying well oh, I, yeah. I, thought, I thought of some interesting father's day gifts and i want to get your reaction on some of these okay i mean when you think of a father's day gift what do you consider would be an appropriate father's day gift for you
2: a bottle of whiskey cigar oh, yeah. there you go uh, a grill yeah (laughs) (laughs) any gift that I would get at this point right now with a a homemaker for a wife at the moment
0: no underwear
2: no ties every gift I'd get I'd be like I know where that came out of and now I'm more stressed
1: right so no uh, no cologne or underwear or ties or anything like that
2: Uh, you know cologne underwear those aren't bad things I don't really do many ties down here yeah
1: well, here's a here's a gift. These are actual gifts, okay? Uh for Father's Day. It's it's kind of a weird time with Father's Day. Although I like what Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon said uh, that with Mother's Day and Father's Day all kind of coming in this pandemic, Mother's Day is going to be treated like Father's Day, like because they can't go anywhere, you know, and so but it is kind of a weird time, but there's some some of these weird Father's Day gifts that are absolutely available for discerning dads. So I, I think there might be something that you might like. There's one, and again, this is a real a real thing. It, it's uh, an orgy shirt.: Interesting. Yes. And from far away, if you look at the shirt, it looks like any ordinary pattern shirt. But let's just say when you get up close to it, it's um, let's just call it a conversation piece. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh it's not anything that you would wear as a cutoff. Is it? No,
1: I, I wouldn't. See, it's got to be an old T-shirt. And, and then I was even talking about this earlier in my podcast for this week about the fact that, um, you know, people. Did you see the the TV show uh, America's Got Talent where they had the guy put on 30 T-shirts and he ripped each one of them for a Guinness World Record?
2: I did not.
1: Yeah. So that I don't know what kind of talent that that really has to. I never knew that was a talent that you could rip. 29 or 30 t-shirts in under a minute get in the guinness book of world records but but no i i think my talent is the ability to creatively cut up (laughs) t-shirts so i I take great pride in that so well here's another interesting father's day gift um and this is a true thing you can get it's a "Poo in progress sign
2: (laughs) okay Uh, as long as that's not a, a, a extension of the orgy shirt (laughs)
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. no. It, it's like those signs that you buy or you see when you come into like a store and it's like the little triangle sandwich boards that sits on the floor. It says, you know, wet floor. Well, you, you set this little yellow sign outside the bathroom. And it, it's uh, I mean, really, it, it, my dad would we would need that for him. Okay,
2: <clears throat> I, I would like that to just put on the door anytime that my wife is in there using the bathroom. Right. Number one, exactly. number two doesn't matter. It's going oh. on the board, especially whenever we've got guests.
1: My dad literally – he where, where we lived in our – you were in my old house, I think, weren't you? Years ago when my parents were alive, right?
2: Y- yes, yes, that years ago. House.
1: Okay, so they had the far master bedroom and the master bathroom on the back end of the house. So that's where my dad would go with his newspaper and spend 25 minutes reading the newspaper and doing his business. And I can promise you the aroma was would waft all the way, at least halfway through the house. So <laughs> we could use a sign like that, okay? Just set it right out there. Just kind of let everybody know where to steer clear.
2: <laughs> I mean, it sounded like you didn't even need a sign. You. No, no. If the sign were placed anywhere, you would have been aware of the situation before your eyes could have ever hit the the room the sign was on.
1: Absolutely. So now here's one I think you would probably want. And I think somebody should get this for you because, well, you've been to the new Star Wars section of Disney World when it was still open. Yeah. You're a huge Star Wars fan. They have a Darth Vader cooler.
2: Darth cooler
1: yeah Darth Vader cooler okay it'd be a cool father's Day gift but you know you can do your corny jokes too Luke I'm your father get me a beer (laughs) you know (laughs) I think we should get you a Darth Vader cooler and then here's one a baseball bat wine rack what do you think about that good home defense yeah, I mean, I mean, baseball hasn't restarted basically, but the wine rack is made from a bat. Definitely touches all the bases.
2: If there's one thing I know about baseball fans, it's how much they really love their wine.
1: Yeah, well, right, yeah, but I, I know a
2: lot more of people... like a like a a bad Mother's Day gift that a husband <laughs> gives his wife. <laughs> <one. laughs>
1: well, okay, this is my favorite of all the ones that I've seen. <clears throat> I think I just was laughing when I saw this. Okay the golf club urinal.
2: I like it already. I'm sold. Uh, Do you play golf? Uh, No, not at all. And I have no idea what this looks like, but it's too interesting to not be all in on. You can get
1: this at Walmart or Amazon. It's, it's out there because, you know, if you're out there on the green, you know, by yourself, you got to go, you got to go. Even if you're on the golf course, you know, and don't worry about looking for a tree, you know, this golf club urinal, it will allow you to take a swing at answering nature's call even on the putting green okay <laughs> it the thing looks just like a real golf club except well it it lets you discreetly strategically align the club handle you know to your spigot you know what i'm saying and then, <laughs> and then it, it drains subtly through the shaft down through a small hole into the head of the club nobody will ever know you just kind of lean
2: into <laughs> your golf club if only people didn't enjoy peeing in public in Florida as much as they do already, <laughs> they might actually use that. There's a lot of greens down in Florida, putting greens. Honestly, I looked it up. I looked it up, and
1: <laughs> the, the head of the club is just about the right size, depending, I guess, on your manhood. But but then at the bottom at the club head, there's this little hole, and it just it's it's I can just see some guy leaning on his golf club and. Anywhere else on the golf course, nobody's going to know the difference. You know, maybe I think we'll just settle for an encyclopedia of dad jokes.
2: That, that that's probably the safe bet.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, coupled with the orgy shirt.
1: Well, yeah, the orgy shirt. See, for me, I'd like an orgy t-shirt. Then I can cut that one up.
2: <laughs> like we'll just cut this person away from that person, and we'll make it just a regular. Uh,
1: <laughs> well let me give you <clears throat> some of the uh the rundown of some of the stuff i've been talking about on, on the podcast here this particular one did you hear about the passive aggressive revenge that someone did down in australia on someone that honked at them a, in a drive through?
2: i have not heard about this, this
1: is beautiful i wish i could have thought about this a woman is placing her order of course you got a long line around the mcdonald's and she gets up to place her order and you know about the time she's getting order some young lady behind her lays on the horn okay so the woman says okay look i'm gonna take the high road she gets up to the first window and pays for her order and for the order of the woman who's honking at her okay and of course when she pulls up to the second window she looks back and the woman that was honking realizes her order's been paid for and she's obviously embarrassed so she sticks her head out of the window and mouths a thank you to her kind of you know a little embarrassed okay so then there's more to the story so when the woman does get to the second window she shows both receipts and takes both food orders now (laughs) the woman's got to go back to the end of the line and start all over again
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, I
2: know a few people who would like to pull something like that.
1: How I wish I could have thought of that, you know? <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh,
2: see, I'm not very passive aggressive. If we have an issue, we'll deal with it, move on. But that is good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, and another thing I talked about here on the podcast, I wanted your, I want your opinion on this, okay? Not that we have nothing to talk about on social media, but do you think SpongeBob is gay?
2: Yeah. I, you know I saw that and I was like, my, my wife's a big spongebob fan and I was like she's she's seen enough in the news <laughs> I just I'll let that one slide by and not let her know uh I don't know and I don't care I guess is my answer um yeah, I don't know I don't look I don't look at people uh but, automatically assuming I wonder what they you – know, just like ah,
1: but he doesn't talk with he a lisp.
2: that lives under the ocean yeah and he's pretty funny
1: but he he doesn't talk
2: with a lisp. No, um, no, there are definitely some questionable uh, moments on both sides. Well, of yeah, that. right.
1: Frankly, my opinion is, I think, in all fairness, I think it's Squidward.
2: <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> But now that you mention it, that does seem to fit the bill,
1: you know, because he—he's like he's—he's he's still in the closet. He's keeping it very subtle, you see. So frankly, I really think it's Squidward. There's something suspicious about Squidward. You know what I'm saying?
2: I I know what you're saying. I'm picking up on what you're putting down.
1: <laughs> so well, any case, I think we're going to have to do this more often. You know, have you come in and do a little commentary on some of the um some of the stupidity that's out there. I know that you listen to the podcast, so I know you kind of know kind of where this all goes most of the time.
2: Oh yes, I do. And it's usually all downhill.
1: And Of course. And, and if it's going downhill, just grab on and slide down with us. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> oh yes.
1: Hey, well, happy father's day. And, uh, I, I would love to find out, you know, if you ever got any of these weird father's day gifts, you know, sometime and, and, uh, you know, we'll have you back on another podcast uh, talking about some other crazy stupidity that's out there, preferably from Florida.
2: Oh, there's always stupidity down here.
1: Absolutely. So, all right there, insane Florida nephew. Be blessed. <laughs> and we'll be talking to you at some other time in our stupid world. All right?
2: Sounds good, brother. All Happy right. Father's Day to you and to all the other fathers out there. Thank
0: you so much. And now... Yeah! Dad Joke Theater Tell it to me straight, Mr. Banker. Good news, Mr. Stevenson. We just got you approved. I am so grateful you got me my mortgage. I don't know how I can ever repay you. Join us again for another Dad Joke Theater.
1: The news called it It's the week in review. Dr. Anthony Fauci. You know the guy. Well now he's warning the coronavirus is far, far from over, as he would say. Yeah, he must have been cursing at his TV watching the protest the last two weeks. But then again, you know, his predictions have been about as accurate as a blind sniper. A woman who competed in the Miss Hitler pageant, yes, there's such a thing, got herself arrested in the U.K. for being tied to a terror group. Wait, 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 wait. You mean to tell me that women in the Miss Hitler pageant are bad people? I did not see this one coming. There's a video of a cat getting a brain freeze after he tried ice cream for the first time in Quebec, Canada, and now that video's gone viral. Of course, this is what happens when you switch from Tom and Jerry to Ben and Jerry. Uh, Is is that what all this howling was about? I, I thought maybe somebody was just watching The View. And then Joe Biden told a virtual rally once that questions about his support for the controversial 1994 crime bill are legitimate, which was... Kind of awkward because they all all they said was, uh, hey, Joe, uh, how are you? Of all the bills he supported, no bill screwed more voters than Clinton. A study by New York health officials found that people should be wearing face coverings during sex, which I talked about earlier in the podcast. Of course, now only if people would just cover something else. You can see you can see it all on the next episode of The Mask Swinger. Starbucks is closing about 400 of its stores in the U.S. and Canada in the next 18 months. It's pretty bad news if you're a coffee lover, and even worse news if you've just graduated college with an art history degree. A photo montage that played at George Floyd's funeral included a picture of a former New York Jets player named George Floyd, who is still very much alive. Of course, you can't blame them for this one. People are so used to the Jets getting killed. A Belgian prince got coronavirus after breaking quarantine to party in Spain. But, dude, you had to see this party. (laughs) Come on, man. You just can't break social distancing guidelines. What do you think this is? A protest? Prince Joachim is 10th in line to the throne, although that could change if he gives everybody corona. And, of course, as he said earlier in the podcast, A&E dropped their hit show Live PD, just two days after the Paramount Network pulled the plug on cops. Good gosh. You know, if this keeps up, pretty soon they'll be canceling Paw Patrol. Oh, wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to the new spinoff, CSI Unemployment. You know, somewhere uh, Fred Gwynn and the old 1950s Car 54 is being converted to a pizza delivery show. Well, rioters in Atlanta burnt down a Wendy's and shut down the whole highway after police shot a black man during a violent scuffle in which he stole an officer's taser gun. And, you know, you're fat if your first thought was, gosh, Wendy sounds really great right now. There's a lot not there's just not a lot to say because these days, you know, you can get canceled for speaking out, you know. But then again, you can also get canceled for not speaking out. But <laughs> a confusing time to be alive! <laughs> Somebody needs to put out a daily app just telling people what they can and can't say because the rules change constantly. Well, SpaceX launched fifty eight internet satellites into orbit during a historic mission aimed at bringing internet access to every corner of the world so If you see a picture of a dead body on Facebook, don't get too alarmed. That's just a cannibal tribe posting their dinner picture. Apparently, those warring Amazon tribes weren't fighting enough, so they wanted to give them Twitter. They're calling this launch of 58 satellites the most productive SpaceX launch ever, which is kind of ironic because giving people the Internet will make them less productive. They've spent $10 billion on bringing everyone on the Internet, but... Some people still don't have food. Like, they don't need recipes. They need ingredients. A survey by the New York Times shows Joe Biden leading Donald Trump by 24 points with women. Turns out a lot of women like it when a guy compliments the smell of their hair. This is a wild moment for Biden, you know, because he's been in politics so long, he can remember when women weren't allowed to vote. And, of course, when it comes to the female vote, Biden is always massaging the numbers anyway. And then North Carolina police are looking for this naked man who's been running on public jogging trails. Well, they thought he quit last weekend, but apparently he decided to stick it out for another week. Police believe he is a size six and a half and he wears a size 11 shoe. Witnesses say he had a suspicious package, too. I guess he's going to be on the new Netflix show Orange is the New Sack. And then there's a 70-year-old man that got a $1 million hospital bill after being treated for the coronavirus. Apparently, he ordered a lot of naughty nurses on pay-per-view. He he was watching COVID barely 19. And the coronavirus companion porn, we're all in this together. He, he was on a ventilator for like 62 days. And, of course, when he saw the bill, he needed another one. The good news is he won't have to pay the bill because he's covered by Medicare. The bad news is... You will, because taxes are going up. And, you know, we talked about this with the insane Florida nephew of mine, this alternative interpretation of the Mayan calendar showing the world is going to end on Father's Day. Look, folks, I don't think you need a Mayan calendar to feel like the world could end this month. I mean, just watching five minutes of the news will do the trick just fine. Now, scientists do have a name for people that subscribe to this Mayan theory. Potheads. I just love these people that straight up think the Mayans would have any idea what the world would look like 2,000 years later. They didn't even know what the car was. I mean, back in their day, a Ford Mustang was a horse. Internet porn was a drawing on the wall. They didn't have you porn. They had you cave. The gay community would never let the world end during Pride Month. So don't worry. They've got too much partying to do. I mean, if anything... They'd hand the Mayans a Cosmo and shove them onto the dance floor. And then there's this Reddit article about a woman who went to the hospital after her cat scratched her vulva. It's gone viral now. Many lesser hosts would jump in with a bunch of cat puns at this point. But not me. I'm going to hit the pause button. Okay. The moral of the story is never let a laser pointer, never use a laser pointer while doing sex. You know. It's, yeah. She told the doctor she was scratched on the G-spot but the doctor couldn't find it. Well, luckily, she's okay, though. In fact, this week, her it's her wedding anniversary. The wedding song? It's, uh, yeah, you guessed it, Cat Scratch Fever from Ted Nugent. Yeah. Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield says he's definitely going to kneel during the national anthem this year. One, he wants to show his solidarity with his teammates, and two, he never gets to kneel out the clock in victory at the end of games. It's a win-win for a team that would just settle... For one win, frankly. I mean, some Browns fans are vowing to boycott the team because of all this. Others are just boycotting the team for the usual reasons. And then there's a Gallup poll that found that American pride is at its lowest point since they began polling back in 2001. It's crazy, you know, because everything seems to be going so well right now. 42% 42% said they were, quote, extremely proud. 21% said they were very proud. 15% said they were moderately proud. And 12% said they were only a little proud. And 9% said they were not proud at all. And then there's that 5% that said they were drunk. Lee Green, what I hear, is reworking that famous song that he made. You know, it's now it's now proud to beat an American. And finally, Amazon is considering this idea of pulling the Dukes of Hazard off uh, their little uh, prime network over the whole Confederate flag flap, Uncle Jesse is going to try and head him off at the pass. Which is kind of odd, though, because if you think about the text messages Jeff Bezos got caught sending, I think he's got a lot of things in common with Sheriff Roscoe Pete Train, They both like to cuff him and stuff him. Underneath
0: this genius, I'm simply a human.
1: It's like a caveman thing, you said. now this week's a Genius Award. Well, we start off uh, this particular episode of our Genius Award going to a drunken Attleboro, Massachusetts man who was arrested earlier this uh, uh, month, I guess, after police said that he broke into a zoo in the city, quote, to look at monkeys that live on an island exhibit. 52-year-old Joseph Villa got himself arrested as he was walking along a city street after officers found his wallet at the Capron Park Zoo and reviewed surveillance videos from the night before. The break-in was said to be dissolved or discovered by zoo workers arriving for work the next morning. Now, Villa admitted to drinking, of course, and breaking into the zoo. He told officers uh, when he was asked what he wanted to accomplish, I was drunk and just wanted to go look at the monkeys. Attleboro Detective Lieutenant Timothy Cook said that the zoo's not actually home to monkeys, but uh, black-and-white roughed lemurs do live on an island that that sits in the middle of a pond. Kind of strange, though, that he broke into a zoo to see the monkeys, you know. I mean, but since he was drunk and not in his right mind, let's just be happy he wasn't caught spanking the monkey, you know. I can't even imagine how bombed the guy was when he pulled this stunt. He must have drank a whole bottle of 99 bananas, I guess. For those of you that aren't. Raging Alcoholics, that's cheap banana-flavored liqueur, okay? Just... And and then there's uh, this one. Uh, he He's not even a father yet, but this Florida man, I told you earlier about the incident where he lets a 12-year-old girl drive his SUV, tells her to go up and hit 85 miles an hour because he wanted to be a cool father. Yeah. Sean Michelson was his name, remember, tells the arresting officer he's friends with a girl's mom and and the girl, and, and, uh, well, they were just staying with each other for a few days. He he said the girl wanted to drive the Jeep. He said, yeah, it'd be cool. He'd be a cool father and let her do it and told her to go 85 miles an hour, remember? 85 and a 45, really bad. You know, that's what the cop caught him at doing. So he gets the Genius Award for that. But, you know, you consider the girl's age and how sick and twisted this world is, I'm just happy they weren't doing 69. He's not even a real dad yet, and he tried to be a cool dad. That's what kills me. I mean, he pretends to be something he's not, even more than the people who actually use Facebook. And then there's this uh, gay porn actor. He's bidding for a role in something new, politics. He's an adult film actor named Juan Malicio, submitting the paperwork to run for a commission seat in Wilton Manors, Florida. You guessed it. He also goes by several other names, including Juan Davila, his mother's last name. His stage name is Antonio Biagi. I'm from Puerto Rico, and I'm a very passionate person, Malicino says. When something is right, I just go for it. So two commission seats and the mayor's seat are up for grabs in the November election. Now, he'll turn 42 here pretty soon. He says that he's lived in the city for a year, and this is his first bid for office. He says uh, he has appeared in scores of flicks, well, porn flicks, although his attention is more focused on producing films these days through his company, Biagi Productions. I would say this is truly uncharted territory. You know, I mean, it's not too often you see someone in his line of work insert himself into politics. If he wins, I'm sure he'll celebrate with a bottle of bubbly. Although in his business, the term bottoms up has a whole different meaning. You know, I know it sounds like a joke, but look, He's got pretty good poll numbers. Definitely, I'll say he's a long shot if there ever was one. And how about this? Police allege that after being told that she could not enter a department store without wearing a face mask, a Minnesota woman slapped a worker in the face before ripping his mask off and tossing it in the garbage. According to the criminal complaint, 35-year-old Heidi Ruth Mueller sought to enter a Menard's Home Improvement Store near her home in North Mankato, which is about 80 miles away from Minneapolis. When Mueller attempted to walk into the business, an employee instructed her she needs to wear a mask to shop at the store as per the store policy. Mueller then quarreled briefly with the worker before grabbing the man's face mask and pulling his mask off. After a second worker intervened and told her to leave, Mueller slapped the first employee in the face and ripped that mask off and threw it in the garbage. Then she fled the parking lot and left. Now, she's been charged with three misdemeanors, disorderly conduct, and two accounts of assault. Frankly, I think she's just lucky to get off with nothing more than a few misdemeanor charges. You know, I mean, the the worker took a slap in the face and she's just getting a slap on the wrist, you know? This woman definitely sounds like a miserable witch. Sounds like that she probably needs to just quit slapping faces and relieve that anger with a little slap and tickle instead, you know. Oh, and you got to check this out. Talk about a crappy job, having to clean up somebody else someone else's excrement in what appears to be a not so funny case of um bathroom humor. Canadian police say that they are investigating this incident of a man who uh <clears throat> defecated in a display toilet inside of a business. The deuce-dropping episode, police say, happened at about 3.40 in the afternoon. Uh, The police were notified by the staff at the store that some unknown man had entered the building and did the dirty deed in the display toilet, and the suspect yet has to be identified, so they don't know who did it. Definitely dropping a bomb in a display toilet is definitely a big gamble, you know? And if he's a gambler, there is no way he plays his cards because he's clearly never heard of a flush. Yeah, I'm surprised the incident happened at like 340. I was expecting it to happen somewhere around poo All right, I'll show myself out. <laughs> oh, and you'll never believe Oklahoma police looking for two people who allegedly became so enraged after getting the wrong order at their Sonic drive-in That one shattered the glass front door. Police say the incident started over the wrong sauce on an order of Sonic chicken tenders. Now, the driver handed her food back to the Dell City, Oklahoma Sonic employee and pointed to the receipt after an exchange of words. The store eventually said, hey, we're refusing your service. Uh, Major Atterbury stated, uh, minutes later, the food chain's manager threw the cash back into the car and asked repeatedly for the pair to leave. Now, looking at the surveillance video, you see a man in the passenger seat hop out and start punching the window. The man was caught on camera reaching down onto the floorboard, chunking a glass bottle straight at the employees, shattering the front door of the building. The Dell City Police reported that they have uh, recently identified these two suspects now. But I don't understand why these two got so emotional over a fast food joint screwing up an order. I mean, the only time I'm ever surprised is when they actually get my order right. It's kind of silly to get angry, you know, because in the end, all sauces come out of the same way, you know. And, of course, when it's on Sonic Food, the same way means explosive diarrhea. Okay, one more. A judge in Florida pretended to be her son's lawyer following his arrest for allegedly shooting someone. The son is now charged with attempted second-degree murder. Circuit Judge Barbara Hobbs of the Second Judicial Circuit of Florida essayed the contrition in a filing with Florida's Judicial Qualifications Commission that was submitted. Judge Hobbs admits that in the early morning hours of July 30th of 2019, She informed law enforcement at the Tallahassee Police Department that she was her son's lawyer after being told that only his lawyer could have access to her son during the period of interrogation and that she was a sitting circuit judge at the time, the judge's answer to ethics charges notes. The incident led to these charges because the judge quickly turned herself in following the acknowledged misstep. She acknowledges that she should not have presented herself as the son's lawyer and regrets her conduct, according to the filing. Judge Hobbs self-reported her conduct to the Judicial Qualifications Commission. So, I guess she made this poor choice and she figured, hey, it's worth a shot. The problem is her son already took one. Of course, this happened in Florida. It's not surprising because that's the one state where you can totally see the inmates running the asylum. Well, anyway, I'll finally conclude on this passing thought. Any salad can be a Caesar salad, if you stab it enough. Well, there has to be some acknowledgements of all the compilations and descriptions of this stupid world. I mean, what do you think? I write all this stuff by myself? So, thanks to A List Comedy, Ed Large Media, Premier Networks, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, Pulse Radio, and United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com.